Welcome back to another episode of the B2B Zero to 10, a podcast focused on helping business owners on their zero to 10 growth journey. By the way, we're now a top 5% global podcast. I'm your guide for this journey, Brett Trainer. Today, I welcome Govin Ballou back to the podcast to chat about the power and the strategic value of data analytics and ultimately machine learning and, and artificial intelligence. Govin has been in this space, the data and analytics space, that is, for almost three decades. He was the head data scientist for global companies such as Allstate and Bank of America before starting his own company. His mission is to bring the power of data and analytics and also AI and machine learning to small and medium-sized businesses. My main takeaways from this discussion were it's never too early to build your data infrastructure, start small and scale it. The digital first B2B space now requires strong analytics to help not only reduce costs, but make better decisions. And thirdly, to provide a better customer experience. And third, there's real world value in leveraging machine learning and AI, but you have to have clean data. Govin goes into great detail and shares perspective on this and other key best practices to help you get your data and your analytics uh, up to speed. I think this is going to be a thoroughly value-packed episode for you. So sit back and enjoy. And as a favor, if you listen to this podcast, please do subscribe on iTunes or hit the follow button on Spotify. Now let's get this interview started. Hey, Govin, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, good to see you back. Yeah, it's been it's been too long and it, that's on me. I mean, I, I look back and realize you were originally episode 42. Now I think we're on episode, this will probably be 130 when it comes out. So it's been too long since I've had you on to talk, you know, data analytics and, and AI. So, so welcome back. Oh, thank you. I did not realize that it has been that long. I'm glad to be here with you. Uh, and my pleasure for sure. So, all right. So in case folks didn't catch episode 42, and why don't you share with the audience a little bit about your background and what you're working on today, and then we'll we'll get into the topic. Sure. You know, it's been nearly three decades in the data and AI space, uh, spent close to 15 plus years leading a, a data analytics for Bank of America. Right after that, I spent a significant time in the retail space, Walgreens and CVS, and uh, and also some time at Alstead. Uh, the it has been a, an awesome journey. Uh, enjoyed it uh, quite a bit in my full time gig. Then last uh, two plus years, so I have started my own gig. Uh, uh, the data analytics company called Quasigma. Um, our mission to bring the data analytics to small to medium-sized companies. Uh, uh, I do see it; uh, those are the really people needing the support the most. Uh, the big companies they may have something in in-house. And today, and I'm here to share my experience how Quasigma is helping the small to medium-sized companies. Awesome. Yeah. You know, you and I have had conversations before. I think we actually met just when you were just starting to launch this this company. And, you know, I'm a huge believer in data and the analytics and measuring. And, you know, now that the, the pandemic has further reinforced the, you know, remote and digital first type of approach, especially in B2B, 
you know, data has never been easier to capture and easier to use, but yet so many people don't use it. So um, I'm trying to think of the best place to kick this off, but yeah, let's, let's start with the small business. You know, what are some of the challenges that you see with them? Then really, how do you recommend they get started and, and why, right? I mean, I can pre- preach to it, but I'd rather have it come from the 30 year vet <laughs> in data analytics and, and the value and the power of doing this. My experience has been with the small and medium-sized companies. Uh, they don't have a, a lot of resources to do the manual uh, workforce. You know, if they like to optimize the business operations, they need to find out the right uh, customers to go and uh, uh, engage them. Uh, they need to do the some um, you know payments billing. So they're really a, uh, trading up with the, how many resources I can have, how much they can really automate and leverage the newer technologies. And often I hear uh, the data and analytics is they don't understand what that is. You know, first concern is I don't, I know I don't have a lot of money to invest uh, into uh, the lot of uh, human resources. At the same time, I don't have uh, so much uh, the good understanding on the data and AI to leverage that. So the fear is the number one concern, <laughs> how to leverage yeah. it. Uh, the second concern, they don't know what they can expect, the value perspective. Let's say after putting a you know little bit of money I have, can I get the value what what uh, what I'm investing it for. And third, they don't know how to do the implementation. So the fear, value, and execution or implementation, those are the three common concerns I hear with the small and medium-sized companies, Brett. Yeah, and that, that makes sense and consistent with, with what I see. And then when you look up at the larger companies that have all the data and the capturing it, they've got five or six different databases, right? They may have one for marketing. They may have one for the CRM. Then they've got the one for the ERP, the master. And, you know, I've been kind of on a crusade to simplify, right? One database, <laughs> either they're a prospect or their customer or former customer, right? It's, it, we, we make this super complicated. And, you know, I, I guess where uh, the balance I, I see, even with my own business, I strike is, right? I, depending, you, you got to get to that certain number of customers or data points before it starts to make sense to start to, to track, right? And so you move from a spreadsheet or a Google sheet to, you know, a database. So, I mean, I get, so maybe you can take us through uh, the first steps. If I'm a small business, say I'm doing a million, under $10 million in revenue and I do have customer data, you know, what's the best way to start thinking about organizing it that I can do today, short of, you know, calling you and, and have you come in, but to start to think, how do I better organize my data than how to, then I can start to leverage it. So... That makes sense. It makes absolute sense. Uh, if you're looking at the a small companies, you are referring it uh, particularly here, uh, ten to fifteen million dollars revenue generation companies. First of all, they don't have a lot of IT infrastructure in place. 
if any. <laughs> and uh, they have been outsourcing or at least using a subscription-based uh, transaction systems. You know, I go to the uh, CRM subscription systems. I need to go to order uh, systems. I need to go to the marketing systems. First of all, all the data, what they're collecting it, they don't own it. Uh, uh, they have the other uh, the providers, they provide the systems to it. So the, for them to access to that d- data is a, a really, really complex, really, really hard. First of all, they don't know uh, where the data is, how to extract. The, what I recommend, the, they really need to look at the, all the, cool, the wealthy data, they're collecting it, bring the data in a centralized and easy manner where they can access the data. So the in today's market, you could have a cloud infrastructure up, up and running as low as $1,000 per month. You know, you can have a database built to your own, bring that uh, uh, the data, what you are collecting it, centralizing it, organizing it, make sure that you have a one central location, all the data you have. So that's the number one recommendation I would. Don't wait too long. I know you have to start somewhere to get all the data organized, bringing in, make sure that I think you have a central data repository to make your decision making. And the second uh, thing I would I would highly recommend before you start implementing a data science, AI, and ML, those are the big buzzwords in the market, do a little bit the initial analytics. You know, if I have the data, if I really need to understand who are my best customers, okay? And whom should I reach out to get more a the customer onboarded? Basic rudimentary analytics. You can you can apply a very simple tools like a reporting tools like a Power BI, Tableau type of easy tools to get to some basic insights before they get getting into productions. So to summarize it, you know, I would highly recommend starting small investment in the cloud, public cloud space, bring the data, organize it, consolidate it, applying the basic analytics that should not cost no more than a a thousand to $2,000 per month. And if you are making a 10 to $15 million revenue, it's not that hard investment and you will get really a huge value out of it. And that's what yeah, and that may be it. That's, that's such a great point. And I think, yeah, that's the balance for a lot of these businesses, right? As you're starting to scale, may not have a ton of revenue yet, but see the value of creating a clean database, even if it's an Excel spreadsheet. I know that makes you cringe when I say that. Yeah. But, but even in the early days, right, if it's just me selling by myself, I'm starting to track all that data, at least the down funnel stuff, right? But you know, at some point, I'd love to bring in all the the web analytics tools of right people are hitting what content, so I can make some decisions on that. But then, starting as soon as you're able to 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 centralize that data, because 
And I can, I can tell you from firsthand experience working for large companies, medium-sized companies, their data was terrible and it's almost impossible to make any good business decisions off of data when, it, when it's not good or if it's not clean or you have multiple records of the same customer. And just looking at it, again, this is the one-on-one stuff, but yet nobody teaches anybody how to think about their, their data, right? You know, every, the CRM said, hey, go capture all this. But yet nobody except you that it's out there evangelizing <laughs> the, the data aspect of this. You, you got to start clean, then it can scale with you and save you a lot of money, right? Or help you make better decisions as, as you are starting to grow. You know, I, I think the one question I always ask uh, these startups, uh, these small business companies, when they walk into the business, the, without any good data, even today, they're not making any decisions. So can I need to go back and understand, hey, how much I need to still collect the payments from my customers, right? It's true, look yeah. At the data. And whom should I reach out to today? Why should I reach out to today? So they're still looking for the data. So the 99.9% of the times, every decision they're making they have to look at the data. So the question I would ask the, where is that data? Is that data is organized? Easy to get it. Can I can I get to insights to make my decisions? If you, you as a small company, you are not enabled by this clean data. You're almost going to be behind the scene. You need to do the catch up. So right. that's what I think the, uh, there are two components with the implementing the analytic strategy, but I know we talked about before. A lot of people are very passionate about getting the ML AI implemented, even the small to medium-sized companies. And I always say, clean your house first before you go back and uh, renovate the house, right? So the cleaning the house is getting the right data, organized it, making sure that the data is accessible in a clean way so that you can do a whole lot with that data. So I think you touched on it. It can, it can be an Excel spreadsheet, Microsoft Access. You know, I used to work with the Fox Road, you know, uh, DBAs. It doesn't matter right now. I think the cloud, cloud made really easy for all of us you know, go back and create a subscription. They will give you even a no-cost uh, database tools. All you have to do is organize the data with the with the low investment brand. So yeah, it makes sense. And just to be clear for folks that this may be a new topic, you know, ML, machine learning, and AI is artificial intelligence. And again, I think this is such a powerful opportunity for smaller businesses because. They don't, it's not going to take them as long to clean their house as it will some of the bigger companies, right, in order to leverage this. And as you think about where they can do it, it's a, what tar, who are my best customers, right? What do they look like? Why not use data to help you make a decision of who's buying from you, where they're buying from, what products they're buying from you? And I also know some work on the, the work you do on the back end that you can help predict which customers are at risk based on different factors as well. But you can't have any help with that unless you're right. You start with cleaning the house and, and build the right, yeah, start capturing clean data, right? Without a doubt, maybe I can share my current experience with the even some 
typical investment uh, for organizing the data. So we generally deal with the companies anywhere between a $10 million revenue to all the way to $2 billion. My heart, at least uh, my company heart is helping the small to medium-sized companies. That's what we are focusing on, okay? So the we have started implementing that uh, data warehouse, uh, data lake, uh, companies anywhere between that uh, half billion dollars range. The, they have the data lake up, up and running within, within two months. The first of all, your point is they don't have the massive amount of the data unless, unless you have too many systems uh, that collecting it right. reason, right? And you have you are really dealing with the limited number of data, and you don't need to deal with the, the a creating a massive infrastructure, massive investment. Most of our companies, at least we work with, their data warehouse is up and running within three months. Okay and with the less investment. So with, within three months, you are enabled with the good organized data. So now we have an opportunity to apply machine learning AI if we choose to, right? Are a lower end tools like I need to go back and look at the diagnostics. Okay, I'm gonna go back and look at why my customer is not happy, right? Where, right. where is my next customer is going to come from? Those are the very basic rudimentary level analytical questions you can answer once you have the data. So, But if we don't have that, most of our customers are spending 80% of the time sourcing that data and creating a one-off uh, uh, databases that's creating more complex than a the are leveraging their efforts they're internally doing. Let's say I, I'm a marketing guy, I'm gonna go back and create a marketing database. I'm gonna be the sales guy, I'm gonna be creating a, you have a multiple databases, yeah. multiple investments are going on, which is costing more money than just creating a one centralized data, data base. Yeah, which I, I never, again, I never understood the, the value of creating multiple. And they said, well, we don't want our database dirty with sales because they're, I mean, it's still one one company, one customer. And, I, you know, I think what really still gets me excited about this and the opportunity is, you know, people still are, some are in denial, but, you know, the B2B world is now digital first, right? I mean, outbound cold calling is rarely going to work unless you just need one or two customers to get you going. But if you want to start hitting that one to many, prospects and customers, it's going to be digital. They're coming to your website. They're doing everything first. So you probably don't need as much specific information up front. You'd probably like to know who's coming to visit, but building that engagement that it's going to be digital, they can get their questions answered, still having the human touch where it makes sense to add value to it. But every one of those digital touch points is another data point, right? To help you start to, to make better decisions. So if you can't get it right, even in the early days up front, you're going to have to work twice as hard to, to get those customers. That's absolutely right. I think they end up spending more time uh, the uh, later on. So if you are really have a digital journey ahead, without a centralizing it, consolidating a, a data, you cannot go too far, right? Tomorrow, you all your digital channels need to... Uh, empowered by the data. So let's say tomorrow I have a digital channel, I'm running a marketing campaign. Whom should I target? 
where should I target, what products I should offer, it needs to be powered by the data and AI. You know, whether whether you are using it today or not, it's coming. And I have to tell you, if you are opening as a digital channels, please don't spend too much on the digital channels yet without without having a data and AI strategy that will come along with it. You may not do it right away, but you need to have right. at least somewhere you need to start with it. So a lot of people, they don't understand that, you know, how much of the digital transformation is driven by the data and AI. They're realizing it's very late in the game. Then it's going to be too late to go back and rebuild it. So I think you're touching on the key point. Uh, our friends out there with these small to medium-sized companies, they are doing a digital channels or a digital transformation. They need to have a data on AI strategy that goes along with it. Yeah, no, that makes makes perfect sense. And some of the other you know work that I know you guys do, which maybe you don't think of data and analytics, is you know around customer experience. And probably in some cases, you could get into the employee experience now, right? By by looking at data points, you can start to get a sense, especially on the customer journey, right? where they're having good experiences, not good experiences, not just with net promoter score, but you know, that, that journey. Cause I know you've built some of the models for churn based on those, those data points. So I guess I'm just still trying to reinforce folks if they aren't thinking seriously about their data or their data strategy, or even if you haven't even started a company yet, have the data strategy as part of the early days, just so it's always top of mind as you start to grow, because again, it's, going to save you time, it's going to save you money, and it's going to accelerate your growth if, if you do it right. That's that's a key point, uh, uh, Brett. I think we also talked about in the, the last episode too, uh, customer journey, it's a workflow, right? From every touch point in the journey, what I call the collections, the data collection points. So the moment the customer called you or maybe reached out to you through digital channels, that's the first touch point. Until that end of the journey, what we call the touch point, if you are not, if you don't have a data collection strategy or a data strategy that really goes around that uh, customer journey, tomorrow you don't have any data to look at how how did that journey go with my customer? Right. Uh, very, very hard uh, going back and rebuilding it. I think they when they lay out that the customer journey or roadmap, I highly encourage the uh, companies to look at how my data strategy built around that customer journey so that I'm collecting the right data to make a decisions. Um, and I shared my experience with Allstate uh, uh, in the previous uh, journey too. We we were heavily a customer service organization at Allstate. We do extremely well looking at every touch point the customer has, every interactions we had, and we applied heavily data strategy to collect the right data. So we optimize. Uh, every touch point uh, humanly possible. So we create a human experience to the customers. When you call in call centers, we really empower the our reps to make sure that uh, uh, 
what they need to do, how they need to interact with the customer to do that. That's that's powered by the analytics. And during that journey, right, you know, I like to find out, tell me where did I pay my claim? Uh, where is the, my claim status is? We're really looking at that touch point, looking at all the claims the customer had, providing that rich experience is that. So going back to your point, if you're really laying out customer journey roadmap, please include your data strategies, part of your customer journey roadmap before before you figure out I'm done with the journey roadmap. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, really, yeah. really important. That's that's such really good advice. Yeah. And, and curious is kind of a follow-up or kind of next step with that question. One of the things I've been kind of advocating, not kind of, I have been, is right, the the modern B2B company now, smaller is going to be or should be much more structured like the the old e or e-commerce, right? The direct to consumer e-commerce companies, right? They're looking for information online. They're trying to solve their problems. But even like a Carvana, which sells fifty thousand dollars used cars online, you know, you can get within seven days sight unseen. So the the ability to buy things digitally, I still think there's a big perception issue with some B2B companies that think they can't sell digitally, right? But it's about telling your story. But if you think about it, approaching your business from an e-commerce model, what would you have to do up front from people searching to find you, right? What are the keywords they're looking for? What's the problem they're trying to solve? And then then they would engage with your brand, either social or web or or however they're going to do it. Are they getting the information that they want in order to answer those questions? And I think the misnomers is the fact that you have to have human talk to customers. What I found is if customers just want their questions answered, make it easy for me to get the information. And then when I'm ready to have a conversation, I'll reach out to you. So if you take it from that approach, then data should be at the core of your strategy because that's how, (laughs) right, they're going to connect with you and you're going to make the decisions that those keywords are working and they're not falling off. So I know we keep coming back to it, but I'm trying to get folks to see and don't think about your, the old way of building a B2B company. It's just Nine times out of ten, it's going to be inefficient because of buyer expectations, right? So I'm just kind of I'll get off my soapbox now, but <laughs> curious of your your perception of that or where you think these models are going. So my view, traditional sales is a dying every single day. You know, the uh, you were a, a digital marketing will become a one channel to uh, interact with your customers and try to sell what products and solutions what you have. Okay, so th- that period, I think whether we, are, you know, just like uh, Elon Musk is saying, uh, autonomous cars are coming, EV cars, the electric vehicles are coming. We have to accept and move forward with it. Just like you know, our traditional channel, I don't want to scare the people. Our traditional, the sales channel are going to come less and less unless you are really offering a very a exclusive product that does require some engineering design to begin with it. Okay. Right. Given that, you know, imagine when, when I'm reaching out to the website and try to look for something what I need to buy. If you don't understand what channel I'm reaching to you, what I'm searching for, you cannot really recommend what Govind is truly looking for in that in that channel. So the 
when the people are really looking for on the web uh, sometimes, they don't have a lot of time. They don't. Right. Okay? When I come in, I click it, I like to buy it. Instantaneously, you need to understand what channel a customer is using, what he or she is really searching for. Can I provide some quick recommendation? Hey, you should really look for this, right? All yeah. those three things, what we just talked about it. Can you imagine without a, a data collection, the real time applying the analytics and providing the recommendations to back? Hey, go in. Thank you for reaching out to me in the digital channel or mobile app. And it looks like you are looking for a, you know, this product. We offer this. Are you interested in a me sending you additional information on, on this? I may say yes, please send it to me, right? Those three things you need to really quickly respond to that. So without the data, without the powered by ML AI, you cannot really take care of your customers. The digital channel in that case, it's acting like a communication mechanism, but right. you really need to have a brain which is, which is really run by the data and AI or ML the recommendation what you are offering as a customer. So going back to your point is, if you are a small or medium-sized companies, your core business is going to rely on the e-commerce strategy, please get out there and start looking at the data analytics strategy behind it. Again, I'm not suggesting you need to do the massive investment, but you need to start right. somewhere to start enabling your e-commerce strategy with the data and AI, Brett. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree with you. And again, that's why we, I got to keep bringing you back more often to say, "Hey, <laughs> if you still don't have a data strategy, now is the time to get started." Because to your point, there's a lot of cool things you can do with the data and the machine learning, and you get smarter and smarter. But it's not going to get smarter without the without the data. So you're just going to keep work, as I say, work smarter, not harder, and you know, let the data work for you. He's still room for gut and instinct on certain things, but why not have it be data-driven gut decision, right? Versus just, <laughs> yeah, I'm going off a hunch. You know, the, your gut feeling is not going to go away. You know, I have to tell you, the, there is always a, some human input. Uh, we, we can make our uh, data-driven decisions is better, uh, but, but you don't want your gut feeling to be 100%. Right, your data needs right. to help you close to enough so that you can apply the gut feeling to validate it. Okay, what data is telling me? What I know is that matching that. It really sometimes data can revalidate your assumptions before before you do something. Right? Sometimes data is going to tell you your gut feeling is completely. <laughs> You know, out of out of your mind. So let's not let's go yeah. what data is telling you, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome, Govin. What else? What else is top of mind for you right now that we may not have have touched on? I know I'm starting to run out of your time, so I want to make sure we hit everything that's you know top of mind for you today. I think the uh, my fellow. Uh, the startups, because I'm still in the startup mindset, uh, if I have to apply my own experience, how I'm leveraging the data and AI, right? Without, we build our own CRM uh, database, even though we are not that big, we, we are using a data analytics to enable ourselves. 
We are running the marketing campaigns using the data analytics. So, you know, it's not too late for you, for a, a startups to start thinking about, okay, what kind of data strategy I need? What kind of machine learning strategy I need? How can I, how can I start thinking about it? Not, not put everything in the behind the, you know, behind the door. Let me think it through next month, uh, maybe a day after uh, the tomorrow. Start at least make incremental progress. Because I'm not suggesting you need to go with the big bank approach. Go with the incremental approach. So just like you know, you heard this say, uh, you are a, a startup founder, don't give up, continue to, to drive to get to the finish line the same way. It's not once and done, you need to have incremental progress. Today I'm gonna to be solving a marketing problem. Tomorrow I'm gonna to be starting uh, the sales problems. So you need to go with the incremental, but make a you know, little investment at a time. Don't, don't set the big goals. Maybe just say, you know, here is the X thousand dollars per month. I'm gonna invest it, try to measure the value what I'm getting. Then you can refine that strategy as you go. Okay, so that, that's the beauty of the a data analytics strategy. You don't have to build a massive investment up front. You don't need to build a huge strategy up front. I think, and I have seen it, that's helping for a lot of companies we are helping. And I think the a, whether we accept or not, the data and analytics is gonna be the next enabler for uh, particularly small to medium-sized companies. You know, big, big companies, they already invested, they know exactly what they are doing it. Small to medium-sized companies, they need to figure out some way to integrate data analytics strategy, part of their uh, the a program. So that's all I had. You know, more than happy to, you know, share uh, if other people have any questions, if you're, you know, the, you got my information out there. Uh, happy, happy to come back and share this. Uh, yeah, definitely. We're going to have you come back because I do think this is such an important foundational piece for for businesses. And you know, the one thing, maybe it's not as you tell me because I know you can pull a lot of different data sources and help get cleaned it up. But man, the earlier start with the standard naming convention for your accounts and your data the better, right? <laughs> you bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen small companies that have four different records for the same account, right? And they may have 52 customers. So it's it's important to, again, just that strategy and define it early because, again, I've seen it you know, from companies in 10 million, 5 million, and then we get to the billion dollar companies, they've just got data all over the place and it's hard. That's where <laughs> you guys can help try to sort through the data. Man, just... Keep it standardized. Doesn't have to be rocket science, right? But just so you know the difference, anytime a new data record is being added, it's consistent with with the process, right? That's my PSA for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I think yes, the people make it more complicated than uh, it doesn't have to be. That, that's that's my observation. I think the all the honesty. Of the startups, their fear is because we make some so complicated to hear, oh my God, this data 
data strategy is a big word. It's a big 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 word, but if we if you're a small company, you don't need a massive data strategy. You know, I'm just telling no. you. It, it, just start it around your customers, right? Exactly. <laughs> and you want to be customers, you're your ideal customers and, and work out from, from that way. But yeah, it doesn't have to be super comprehensive, but build the foundation so it can grow with you and you're not having to call in the experts to spend money because if you wait too long, you have to have somebody come in and help you rebuild it. That's when it's going to be more expensive. <laughs> exactly. Now, now we have to do the cleanup work, right? Let's not get there, right? I think the and and you're going to go back and rebuild it anyway. That if you could have built it that way to begin with, you would have you know saved yourself a lot of time. That's so, exactly right. And also, you can start. Well, Logan, I'm not going to let you off the hook without my asking the final question: Is what is one thing? that you'd highly recommend, and it could be professional or personal, what's what's top of mind for you right now? You know, the one professionally, I would say, try to understand what this artificial intelligence meaning. You know, don't, don't worry about business sense. How this is gonna come and uh, help us uh, the now in the future, so the machines are gonna be a made more smarter and smarter, whether those machines are gonna take a human's jobs or God only knows how many, right? But I think I would I would I would ask uh, the audience who whoever is listening it, spend some time. This concept has been there uh, many, many years because it did not just come in today. So artificial intelligence has been there many, many years, right? So try to get some knowledge out of it. Okay, so that's one. Uh, the second thing uh, I would recommend: uh, uh, try to try to gain some knowledge. You know how other people are applying it. You know uh, the a uh, how they are trying to drive the differentiation using some of the newer technologies, tools, what do we have in the market. I think those are the two things I would always recommend. You know, it's a, it's a fun. Uh, because there is even even at schools, people are start learning it. Even at the elementary school, people are trying to understand what is the machine learning, what is AI. Because I have been part of, uh, you know, South Barrington in Chicago, um, the one of the school programs uh, I I spoke about how how the students should start looking at this. It's always fun to look at that uh, a new new uh, uh, how how the AI is evolving day by day. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. I always think I love the always be learning, but I mean, it makes sense, right? Because business, it's heading that way. So you might as well learn about it and understand at least so you're comfortable with it and then know how eventually you, you can apply it against against your business. Because I think we chatted last time, you know, it's the world's moving super fast, or it may not seem like because we're working from our homes, but <laughs> with the digital and the tech and advancements, everything's moving quick. So unless you want to get left behind, you, you got to keep one eye on the one eye in the future and just understand what's what's around the corner. Then we can bring in experts like you to really help us apply it. But it's good to have that that working knowledge. I 100% agree with you. All right, Govin. So until next time, what's the uh, but if want people want to learn more and and connect with you, what's the best place for them to do that? We'll put it in the show notes. So we are we are on LinkedIn, Brad. We have our website. It's called quasigba.com. Maybe you can you can put it out on your link. So please 
don't look at, and I'm asking my audience again, the, I generally a coach and mentor the people at companies uh, not for not for money even they, they have questions and talk to me uh, i do i do at uh, my free time make sure that i think they got the right advice and the right things going on so happy to help uh, they don't need to always uh, feel that okay if they come to me they need to pay uh, i'm here right. to support any way i can uh, i need i need i need because you know, I, I like to use the Quasigma as the platform to enable the small to medium-sized companies. That's my mission. Okay, so you know, uh, happy to again. My phone number is there. My email is there on the website, um, on the LinkedIn. So they can they can reach out to me any channel they want. Awesome, and I know again that's one of the things I appreciated what you did was you did you left the big corporate side of this to bring data and analytics and eventually machine learning to the the masses, to the companies that can least uh, afford it, but can use it the most. So appreciate the mission that you started with this because there, it's hard. This is not an easy topic. I know you're demystifying it a little bit and one day at a time, one person at a time. But uh, yeah, we'll have to I'll definitely, that was on me having you too many episodes in between. So we'll bring you back maybe at the uh, in a couple months to to touch base and, and chat a little bit better. So hopefully anybody in the audience is listening that doesn't have a data strategy, will have one by then, and then we'll collect some questions. So, so Govin, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate it. And uh, until next time, have a, have a great day. <music>